is the In Relation Podcast, a podcast for women who today stand forever changed because of a crisis or trauma that impacted you or someone you love. If you're in a fog, afraid of the next step, or finally coming through and searching for the meaning in it all, together we'll figure it out. Because it's not just us we're figuring it out for. We're learning to help ourselves and those we love. Learning to embrace and reflect in a world that is completely the same, but forever changed. So join us as we unpack the chaos found in life's traumatic moments and their impact on our relationships, hopefully with grace and a little bit of laughter. We do not have all the answers. We are not experts in anything except our own experiences. And here's what's so great. So are you. So come as you are, feel what you feel, and remember where you're going is just as important as where you've been. Okay, we have a really, really special lady here. And before I introduce her, I'm just going to read this for you guys. Uh, This was a a message that I sent to this person. Um, Who are we kidding? You know who this is already. I was like, I don't even think that you've mentioned her name yet. Like, (laughs) say her name. Kim, we are so excited to have you. Hi. I got a little bit too excited. Um, But before we dive in and let you kind of, you know, explain who you are and, and we share all the other things. I want to read something. Anyway, I'm just going to read it. And this is a message that I sent to Kim uh, November 10th, 1242 p.m. in response to one of your stories. I'm so loving you today. My husband is struggling and others tell me I could walk away, that I'm allowed to take care of me, but I'm not giving up on him, on us, on the dedication I have to living a full, healthy, happy life with him. I didn't come this far to only come this far. Thank you for helping me stay motivated. And that something that occurred on your Instagram stories moved me, somebody who was completely alone and the most traumatic thing that had ever happened to me. Um, that is, that is, how I would like for everybody to reflect on the impact that you have in the people's lives who follow you. So thank you for being here. We're so grateful that you showed up to share your story because you are not, um, you don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who have maybe been through similar things who have chosen to shove everything under the rug. Right. And it is harder to do what you're doing. And so we so appreciate and value and respect um, you and, and your ability to tell your story. Well, I appreciate that. It's interesting. I was, I was reflecting on the way over here and the sun, sunset is a very powerful thing for me. And it's interesting. I, I kind of had a little pep talk before I got in here. And I just said, you know, give me the grace to be able to share what I'm supposed to share tonight because... You know, we were just chatting earlier before before we got started that, you know, sharing your story and vulnerability and things that have happened for you in your life is also, I think it's a part of healing. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a gift that I get to be here tonight. And if I can support and serve um, one person from this experience and this chat tonight, then I've done my, I've done my purpose today. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's a really cool perspective. And you're, mm-hmm. you actually taught me 
you know, you say this all the time and I even heard it earlier today on your social that like what happened happened for you and not to you. And it's actually something I've used in conversations with my husband to help us both start changing the language around our trauma. Um, because your brain is smart and if you tell it the wrong things, it's going to believe the wrong things. Um, so if you're open to it, I'd love to kind of start at the beginning, you know, the thing that happened for you that is kind of the reason we're here today. Um, I, we'd love to hear your, you know, we have our versions from what we've heard you share, but we'd love to hear your version of mm-hmm. it. Well, it's so interesting. I have like a double layered trauma. So, so I've, I've had two significant traumas happen for me in my life. Uh, the first one started when I was actually in utero. And my mom uh, was pregnant with her third little girl and her cancer came back. So she was in remission um, from her Hodgkin's lymphoma and she was called into the office by the doctor and said that she had to make a choice whether or not she was going to keep me or have an abortion, which was what was being recommended for her treatment. Um, Both my mom and dad made a decision to keep me Um, and my mom didn't come out of the hospital after I was born. She was super sick. I actually, it's so interesting how trauma just affects so many people. And, you know, my dad has struggled ever since he lost the love of his life. Um, and I've, I've been a witness to that my entire life. Um, but one of the things he said to me, I'm doing a lot of work with legacy and with just really building legacy and, and trying to understand more of, of cancer treatment and what happened for my mom while she was in the hospital. And I actually just found out last week that I didn't know she was terminal. I didn't actually know that she was terminal, you know, and that she passed away like three weeks after her diagnosis of being terminal after. So I was 11 months old. So she never came back from the ho- out of the hospital. Um, she never got to be with me or her girls. And, you know, it's so there was that part of the grief and the loss that obviously you, you know, you, you feel in as an infant for sure subconsciously yeah um my dad's grief etc all rolled into one my my dad remarried and and you know they I always want to say they did the very best they could for sure however that came with unfortunately misplaced love for me and there was abuse and there was a lot of stuff that happened for me from terms of emotional and mental trauma um which was really hard so Growing up, I I struggled to kind of figure out where I fit. I got into a lot of things that I will teach Tessie to not do, okay? My daughter and my son to just stay out of those situations. Um, so that's good learning. Um, but what happened for me as I came into my adult years is that I realized that the anxiety and the stress and the doubt and the fear was all from trapped trauma that had never been dealt with. It was from trapped grief. It was from trapped um, identity. I swear to God, I had an identity crisis of whether I was supposed to be here and whether I was worthy enough. And like, you know, because when you're told your entire life, you're not good enough, you're not, you need to be quiet. You're, you're not smart enough to do these things. You're, you're too emotional. Like you, you're right. The brain is smart and it's programmed. So, 
So from that, that was the first part of the healing, which really started in my 20s. I became a junkie of Wayne Dyer and like, yeah. oh my gosh, I literally would just, I'd drive for hours. I was a road warrior in my job and I just started self-healing through personal development and wow. personal growth. I never, I didn't so, go to a therapist okay, until, that was my I question. didn't go to a therapist until a year before what happened for us on October 27th. Wow. So I... And it's not that I didn't want it. It's not that I didn't think it was, you know, it's cool. I just yeah. didn't, you know, my, actually, I went to a therapist when I was little and it really traumatized mm-hmm. me because it was my mom's idea to tell me how wrong I was. It was her proof of how. They'll fix this. Yeah. Or, they'll tell her that oh, everything I've been saying is, is correct. Right, and I'm the just it. I'm the wow. <laughs> so for me, a therapist wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also growing up in a, family that may have been well you know society does not necessarily we're still moving forward in terms of our acceptance of therapy today in society yeah. let mm-hmm. alone after something you had been through at that age mm-hmm. when you're born to young if it's not in the mm-hmm. family and then hitting 20s like yeah I'm not surprised but it's yeah and it, it would be different today I feel I, I, I agree and I agree and I and I and again my my parents and I have have a, have a very interesting relationship where we work hard to try and be as loving as we can mm-hmm. with extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. of I'm still a victim mm-hmm. and that's hard for me because yeah. that's a trigger every single time that for I'm sure. all the time so that's mm-hmm. one do you have those kind of conversations now yes, or they okay. know it oh yes I'm so thankful for everything that happened for me in my childhood because I wouldn't be as resilient as I am today. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be who I am today had I not struggled yeah. through all that. For sure. I wouldn't have been married to the man I love. I wouldn't have been blessed with the mother-in-law I have. It's yeah. like Mother Teresa. Like, <laughs> and I know these people were placed in my life for a reason as almost like either whether it be a reward or the best is yet to come. I kind of feel yeah. like I hear that whispered a lot. So, so that was the first part of that trauma that I was healing through. My kids healed me beautifully because I think what I realized through the birth of my children was that this unconditional love, that's what I didn't know even existed. Did that happen naturally for you? No. So I had my son and I was like, what is this thing that's screaming at me? Put it back in. (laughs) I was like, what just happened? Because I was young. And I was still walking through my trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have a close relationship with my parents. Yeah. I was super alone. Yeah. And that was hard. Fuck yeah. You know, and nursing's freaking hard. Oh, like God. how old tips are you? Tips are bleeding everywhere. Oh, my my poor friend Caitlin, I know she'll listen to this. She's gonna remember this. I open the door, my boobs are out, he's screaming, <laughs> she's like, give me the baby. Okay, let's walk through this. She like literally oh, like she got that's me incredible. Like, she's the one who got me linked up with my lactation consultant. She's yeah. the one that helped me. Mom, like, cause you just, you know, for any mamas that are listening to this, like just, it's not easy. And, but it's also beautiful in the mess. And in that mess is when I started to realize all the healing I had to do. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. all the broken parts weren't me that was broken. Yeah. So it's all good stuff, right? And fast forward, I, I, you know, I start walking through corporate world, life starts to happen, everything's kind of exciting and great. We start this new part-time business that we love, it's our passion project. That's another level of healing because it's a lot of personal growth for me. It's a lot of, you know, personal development. It's a lot of And is that like inside, sorry to interrupt you, but like is that inside the business or is that something you do separate from the business to make the business better? It's in the business ingrained for sure. Like absolutely. Um, But it's also something I've done for 
20 plus years. You know it. It's a part of your regular life. It was in my world and life when I worked in the corporate job, which is why I think, uh, you know, servant leadership is so important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I was probably so successful as a leader in the corporate world because I had so much self-growth. So again, these, all these things that happened are, were beautiful part of this story. Totally. Um, I, I would say in the last two and a half years was really when I started working with a meditation coach, really understanding that a lot of that anxiety that I still had was grief. Um, a lot of that was me not taking action and procrastination would kind of lock that trauma for me, mm-hmm. which then reared its ugly head as anxiety. Um, Reiki really started to come into play for me. So there were wow. some, a lot of really cool alternative therapies as well that I think are important to explore as mm-hmm. you are walking through healing mm-hmm. trauma, whatever level of trauma that looks like for you. You know, and at this point it was like nursing it was a trauma. <laughs> nursing my baby felt so like trauma. You know, I'm Burn parenting. Out. I'm just kidding, but like, you know. No, it's no, like, she's a mama too. Yeah, well, she's a mama too. things, right? Parenting th- through or in and around trauma in itself is just like a whole another yeah. podcast series. <laughs> Even like you said, the beginning stages of motherhood yeah. that is traumatic because it is for like I mean everyone. call a spade a spade yeah. everyone yes um, but yeah but then on top of it dealing with or healing through trauma is just another layer yeah. that is and not having a mom yeah. and feeling that tra- desperate loss and yeah. longing right so that's where a lot of that came from it was like this longing to belong it was this longing for love well and wanting somebody to be able to like maybe take care of you in, yeah. the, in the moments you needed it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And tell me i'm doing a good job yeah that would be nice yeah seriously <laughs> so then i started telling myself that good. <laughs> huge. I, That's you know huge. i started being, you know my favorite line is like you shit glitter you cry glitter too <laughs> you know so so there's a little bit of the back end of kind of the the fullness of how it came to be and you know and so the last i'd say well and how and you're showing up three in years this, in this trauma right like yeah, this is how you're showing exactly up. so i needed to kind of set the stage before yeah. it sounded like i was a hero because it's like the heroic part you of, are a lot a of hero. my story let's make sure we make that very yes. clear you your daughter your son all heroes yes. but what happened was i don't know whether it would have turned out the same had i not been so mentally strong um had i not been doing meditation had i not been reading every book imaginable to get a lock solid morning routine had i not been taking care of myself had i not been drinking every night like i wasn't drinking right so um you know alcoholism runs deep in my family so that's something even a year ago i actually or a year and a half ago i stopped really you know i enjoy a glass of wine here and there Mm -hmm. but like i'm cool Mm -hmm. like i'm not really i don't really need that whereas i think the kim two years ago could have been hungover for that experience that happened for us on that Sunday morning. Um, and I wasn't, I was super clear. So, you know, the second part of the trauma for me, um, actually happened on October 27th. But if I'm honest with you, the trauma in our, in my experience, in my marriage, in what's happened for my husband, his, his trauma happened 20 plus years ago with, with concussions. And, uh, you know, he has PTSD from concussions and he's had chronic pain almost our, well, his whole life, like half of his life and my, our entire married life and our dating life. And that's been hard. Um, you know, two years prior to the heart stuff happening, it was a really dark place and I wasn't sure whether or not he would come home one day because he told me he was ready to drive into a tree. That's stressful hearing that from your husband and your partner. 
when you have children when you have children so there was that and, and you think it was it was because of the concussions i think it was chronic pain chronic it was pain. chronic pain oh, it was hard God. like i don't so think hard. there's and again jamie's fascinating to talk to on this he is so self-actualized i'm so proud of him he's done so much work on himself and he our marriage is better than it's ever been and it has to be because of the we have to, you know this you know mm -hmm. this gosh better than anyone jacqueline like there are different conversations that happen in our house. 100%. <laughs> um, they are. And, you know, we we have two choices. I can either show up or, and every day, you know, we need, we start still talking about a lot of really heavy, powerful things. And so the two years prior to kind of what happened on October 27th that I'll share with you shortly really was just worry. I worried for two years. Like heavy. worry, heavy Ugh, it was hard and heavy. And then this heart thing started. Like about 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 two months before the event that happened on October really? 27th, there was this heart thing. And I was like, what's happening? Like, what? he's having chest pain. He's like, you know, he's, really? yeah, it was not good. And then there was like, And he's one, like really healthy. Really healthy. Like 47, looks great, fits, you know. And uh, so we're like, oh gosh, okay, well, let's go get him checked out, all the things, did all the tests. You know, by the time we got cleared, it was, ironically, four weeks prior to October 27th, September 27th, we got a text from our cardiologist saying, you're 100% clear, you're good, you're good. But yet Jamie still had heart stuff, like pains. And, and if I'm honest with you guys, I hope I can share this as a warning sign because I was really naive and I didn't want to know something was wrong. So I didn't Google a heart attack. I didn't Google it. I didn't YouTube my husband maybe having a heart attack because I didn't want to see it. I was like an ostrich. He's like, no, it must be anxiety. I'm like, I have anxiety too. And it feels like a heart attack. It's, you're yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. It's awful. Yeah. Doesn't it feel awful? Yeah. I know. I have anxiety too. Let's have some CBD oil. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Worst thing to say to someone dealing with yeah. heart stuff. I didn't look into that because now, thank God he's here. However, if you're dealing with this with your partner, just go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, so, so he still had it, and I, you know, again, he we got the text. You're clear. And just so you know that that feeling that like that you were just talking about, mm -hmm. the like, I wanted it to be this, and so I didn't search, I didn't Google, I didn't whatever. Yeah. I'll tell you, that was me for six months, while my husband was it was was using mm -hmm. behind my back. Right. And health is different than what we were going through. Mm -hmm. But I look back on that time period now mm -hmm. and I'm like, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. I saw her say that to me. Mm -hmm. I saw him ask this question. And in all of those moments, I was like, we're okay. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's not us. No. Are that's you serious? That's to not us. us. Exactly. And, and so you, you avoid those things. Right. What is that? Is that the fear of yes. the reality that's stopping you from... I think it's a couple of things. It, I think like, it's what for me, it? it was like fear. It was shame. It was like complete naivety. I was mm. just like, that couldn't possibly be where we are. Right. Like what? Yeah. Like we, we, we have this, we have that. We fit in this box. We fit in that box, right? Like we are the people that we always wanted to be. It couldn't possibly be that. Right. But I imagine for you, it's like a whole other set of emotions. Yeah. I was just trying to believe the doctor. 
right? And I and I I didn't want to believe that it could be anything else than that. Like but what's interesting for me is that 14 days prior leading up to October 27th, I was going to the Rise, I was supposed to be going to the Rise conference in November. Okay. Which so, we went to, by the way. You did. The Tony oh, Robbins yes. Day, yes. we went to. Okay, so there was the Tony Robbins Day, and then there was the... So Tony it, Robbins was the was the weekend, yes. or the, the couple of days after. Yes, so I gave away Because you gave your ticket. tickets away. Yeah, I yes. gave my tickets to everything So it was a couple away. weeks before, in Minneapolis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was sitting there, and I, all I'd hear in my meditation is, you're in training. I was like, Rachel's going to call me on speech. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm <laughs> I was like, I know what's going to happen here. I know. I'm in training. I'm getting my nails done. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in training. Like that. So it makes me actually laugh so hard right now. Oh, I love that. You know, that. it's like, so I was like, okay, when you're in training, I was thinking channeling my Brendan Bouchard. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to, oh I'm going to be God. a champion. You're in training. You're in training. You're in training. You're in training. And, uh, I was on a call on October 27th. It was, I, I actually, the call ran late. Tess and I were supposed to be going to get our nails done at 1230. And the call ran late. So I was like, oh, it's fine. Whatever, Tess, we don't really need our nails done. It's fine. And um, Tess also went over to our neighbor's house. And the, you know, Jules and her older sister were, were home just for a few minutes. And she said, you know, you can't come in. My mom just ran out. And Tess, so Tess came back. And in that time... Tess asked Jamie to go get her something, and then Jamie never came back up. So Tess ended up coming down and looking for Jamie. She heard, she said, it sounded like a truck drove into our house. So she went downstairs, and she heard Jamie actively dying um, because he was suffering a cardiac arrest. He had a Widowmaker, and and he he just was he was leaving us. Um, so she kind of said she paused for a little bit longer than, and he was sweaty and she'd like touch his face and she got scared, but she knew how she could come get me. And she's like, mom, I think you need to come up. Something's wrong with daddy. I was like, oh, I'm sure you, and I'm on this call, right? It's recording. Everybody can see. Everybody us. can see. And I was, Clemmy was sitting beside me, staring at me. And I didn't understand that my dog was beside me, staring at me the weirdest look and I kept looking at her being like what's wrong with you so she had must have seen Jamie come down she didn't bark or anything she just was staring at me and and I'm like he's fine I'm sure he's fine she's like no 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 you need to come right now and I ran and all I heard was it's happening in you I heard it's happening as I was running up the stairs so when I walked up he was totally unresponsive vital signs absent and I was somehow able, I, I think of it as like flipping a canoe yeah. from my canoe days because he was such dead weight. And I immediately started CPR. I had CPR training. I have done it my whole life. I first aid training, like I worked in healthcare. Um, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And the first compression, he started. <gasps> and I was like, okay, I got him. I got him. I got him. He's here. I got him. Like I knew I got him at that point because he was still, there was still there. something yep. there. Um, so I, Tess ran and got the phone and I, that freaking face recognition. Okay. Let's talk about that. Doing CPR, my friends, it doesn't work. So I had to take one hand off to do, get the numbers on, called 911. Tess was losing her mind. I was trying to be as calm as I could. She ran to get help. Um, I did CPR for eight minutes on Jamie before... The fireman got there. Which, which, if anybody knows, is like 
an Iron Man. Yeah. Right? Like the energy yeah. exertion of yeah. that alone, forget about the yeah. emotional, like everything else happening yeah. is like complete exhaustion. Totally. And all I could think about was, okay, so because I was in healthcare, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to need a ramp because he's going to be brain dead and I'm going to have a stroke. He's either stroking and then I heard, no, heart attack, heart attack, heart attack. Because I, I was worried he was choking. Because the way, again, for those of you, this is maybe a trigger warning for some of you. So just wanted to put that warning in. But like, he, he was so swollen and, and I didn't know what was happening. If I'm honest with you as well, I didn't actually, I thought he was alive. Because I didn't realize, I think that was just God or the universe or willing me to think he was alive. I didn't realize that when the... The two firemen showed up. They got me outside and they were looking at my neighbors being like, keep her busy. Keep her busy. Because he was being saved inside. Um, I just kept him alive. You know, I, I kept him here. And they got him back. They got him back. And they got him stable. And it is a freaking miracle. He is a miracle. Like, he had a 6% chance of living. He had a 1% chance that he wouldn't have brain damage. And he's good. And he's good. And, I mean... He's healing now from that and his own trauma from mortality and figuring out that he died. Like, there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, I remember this woman messaging me saying, I was a widow for eight minutes too. Oh. And, and I was like, oh, I wasn't a widow in my head, right? And I was thankful for her message because it allowed me to sit for a minute and realize the brevity of the situation and fucking lucky I am and I remember as I was compressing I was like I'll never be late again I'll rub your feet every day which I'm I've been late every day and I haven't rubbed his feet but whatever you give dramatic promises but I remember surrendering everything to God and it was like I negotiated against all my past traumas all my doubt all my fear everything that was holding me back I promised him I'd stop if he'd come back. And it's just every minute counts. Yeah. Every minute, every conversation, every way you leave something counts with your kids, with your family. It all matters because you really do not know when your entire life can be completely different. Yeah. Um, and I just, so I'm really healing through a lot of that trauma. So let's, let's talk about sure. those things because yeah. I think that, um, you know, the fact that a woman who's a part of your community shared that experience with you is, is wild. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what other word to use mm -hmm. to describe the like out of body experience mm -hmm. I have just even listening yeah. to all of this. It's crazy. Um, and I'm so glad that Jamie's okay. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm so glad that he's okay. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that even once he's okay, it's not over. It's not, yeah. It's like it's almost like the, 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 the hard stuff starts right then. Yeah. Well, it's been 10 months now, mm -hmm. just over 10 months mm -hmm. now. Yeah, and I can imagine the roller coaster of feelings that have happened from then to today mm -hmm. and still going mm -hmm. forward where everyone's at because mm -hmm. you're individually going through the healing journey and then in turn like you said earlier then it's also a journey you have to walk together through mm -hmm. um so I'm, I'm curious I, I because please. because you know a lot of people know you for your connection to physical fitness mm -hmm. 
And I know from personal experience how trauma presents physically in the body. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious if you noticed anything physically and then mentally, of course, Mm -hmm. about that trauma that impacted you and maybe even, you know, like Jamie or the kids, Mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable sharing that because, because you're dealing with you, but you don't get to just deal with you. No. So you yeah. have to be the mom to two others dealing yeah. with this. You have to be the the, the wife yeah. and the caregiver yeah. to the person who experienced this. Right. So how did this show up physically in your body? I had massive anxiety at the beginning because I was so scared. So I couldn't like, <clears throat> I was like, Jamie. And I'd like wake up all night long. Like just, I'd literally, he had this, we got him an iPhone or the watch with the heart rate monitor. So yeah. every, every hour I'd be running his heart rate monitor. <laughs> It's oh my in the night. Um, so physically, I actually don't think I was sleeping. Um, and if it's so funny when people say, you're in physical fitness. Do you know I don't like working out? Yes, I do know. I do, I do not. I do not. But I'm, you're more in tune with your like, body. I like right? it after, but yeah. I don't like starting, okay? <laughs> I know it's important. I do it every day, but I'm like, Ugh. if I could procrastinate off. So, so one thing I noticed as, as kind of like once we got home and, and we started to fall into the, whatever we call our new normal mm-hmm. yeah. until COVID hit. Yes. Then there's another, new new, then there's another new freaking normal. normal. Um, but what I learned, and my best friend Christine said this to me, she's like, Kimmy, she's like, listen to me. She's like, you're not going to be able to get up at five and do your little thing again and work out. You're not just going to be able to do that again. She's like, it's okay to give yourself grace for a new normal. And there you go. We talked about this earlier. It's mm-hmm. other women giving permission yeah. to have some grace during the seasons. Mm-hmm. So physically, I saw resistance. I saw resistance to working out, and here's why. Because I was quiet in my head, and then I would cry. Yeah. And I would cry a lot. Actually, I cried on some of my stories. Like, I would just be, like, playing this. And it, I'm very spiritual in terms of, like, I don't go to a church, but I'm very spiritually connected. But I've been chanting this just be held by the casting crowns. My, one of my, my clients actually sent it to me. She's like, you need to hear this. And in the course, it's like your world's not falling apart. You know, your world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. And all, I just kept on hearing that. Your world's not falling apart. Your world's falling into place. Wow. I, this had to happen for us mm-hmm. to have a better marriage. This had to happen for us for Jamie to figure out that possibly his chronic pain was linked to his heart. And the blockage. This had to f- happen for us so that I could realize that nothing is more important than my family. Yeah. And the trauma in me has me working as many hours a day as possible. And that's not healthy for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an escape my trauma a little bit, from right? My kids, not this okay. trauma. Sorry, okay. let me be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trauma from childhood has yeah. made my worth factor think that I'm yeah. worthy. I'm worthy if I work harder. Right. Also uh. an Enneagram three, which is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, totally. so, so it's, so that, that's been an interesting shift because mm-hmm. what I'm finding with Reiki and with just really evolving, I'm not hustling as hard. Yeah. Because why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, cause why? Yeah. You know, I'm Well, so, and what do you miss out on? when you hustle for that like that's the thing that like i've i've learned a lot of for me i used work as a as an opportunity to avoid hard conversations yeah me too i'm with you a hundred percent and it would be easier 
Well, and also, like, I, I was in this fear space, yeah. right? So work was money, which meant we could take care of things, which meant exactly. everything was under control, which meant I had all of it handled. Yes. We, Jackie and I have this joke where it's like, we wear so many hats. Yeah. And it's like, my hair is too flat. I don't want to wear any more hats. Yes. Like, th- there was just so much that I couldn't control. Yeah. But work was something I could. Yes, that and resonates And I threw myself at everything. Right. Um, I relate to that so much because the other thing is, is like Jamie and I have, we're entrepreneurs. We have a, we have a business we build together. You know, my first question when he came out of his coma was, do you know our bank account passwords? He's like, yes. I was like, oh, to like okay. test his okay. like. Okay, good. Okay, I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. So now everyone know all your banking passwords. Seriously. Okay. okay. Another yeah. podcast series yeah. is Just like financial literacy. Financial for women. literacy. One hundred. Okay. So that was yeah, a, that was a okay. Yes. So we're good Thank now. I'm sound. Yeah. But just I'm letting you know that. Second thing I said was, do you know what you do? For sure. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I was like. Oh. Amazing. I was oh like, we're God. safe because he's such a huge part of yeah. our, our businesses together, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I think to to the caveat for me of what you just said, yeah. after what happened for us, I was like, I'm gonna work harder, I'm gonna work harder. What if he doesn't remember? What if this happens again? Yeah. What if we don't have him? Then oh, okay. how am I gonna work? So that was the fear thing. So mm-hmm. before this, the catalyst was I need to prove I'm enough, yeah. I need to prove I'm worthy, I'm trauma-induced hustle. I also love it. I also yeah. freaking love it. But it's, it's a combination of what's yeah. happened in your, yeah. in your personality, so, right? Yeah. So now what I'm learning as I heal through this is I am so efficient. I'm not procrastinating. I'm like crushing my to-do list. I'm super focused. I know exactly what I need to do. It's kind of like I work on, I'm going on a vacation deadline every day. Yeah. So at four o'clock, our bags have to be packed and we have to be in the car. Amazing. And it's working for me because I like that. I get yeah. excited about for going sure. on vacation and my vacation is seeing my kids. Or it's be with my husband. And I just didn't give myself that gift yeah. before. Because, so that's taken 10 months to heal through understanding that. For sure. And not being so scared. So, okay. You so know what here's, I mean? Yeah. So here's one of my questions on the, like, the progression from, from yeah. there to here. Yeah, yeah. So what did you do at first that did work? But then also what did you do at first that, like, totally didn't work? Because... You don't get it right when you try to find your new normal the first time. Yeah. It takes a lot of trying and a lot of things go wrong. Mm -hmm. So like what things didn't work and what things did? So my nutrition was atrocious for, and not like I'd eat, I'd eat okay, but then I would just binge and I would emotionally eat to a point that was just like not even, I didn't even know who I was. And I was laughing at myself. And again, for me, it's not about weight. It's not about, it's about just how I feel. feel. I feel, you know, so that, so that was interesting. And I would wake up with a headache if I had sugar or I would, you know, so that was interesting. So for me, my nutrition was off because I think I was trying too hard to control it. Mm-hmm. And I was trying too hard to just, you know, whether it be like well, the prover- the proverbial be on track. Yeah. There's no track. No. When you're in trauma. Yeah. And I had to figure that out. So I started to just really just let go of it, you know? And I'm like, no, like, are you tired? Do you, and I started to be more reflective. So I noticed for sure my workouts were painful and hard. They happened at various times of the day and I had to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sleeping in more, which was good for me. Well, I, and, and if important. I needed that and important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and I, I just felt like I stayed in bed a lot, which I think is pretty normal. Yeah. Um, bed is like a safe space. Yeah, and I love my weighted blanket. That was good, too. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's like 20 pounds. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you sleep with it or do you yes. just rest with it? Every night. Okay. I'm like, sleep with me. And then Clementine lies on top of me. It's, that's not comfortable. But And then the other thing is, too, is that I just needed to have more meditation time. And I just needed to just sit down and scribe things out. And I just needed to be okay with not being okay. Yes. And we I needed... This. Yeah. We do snaps. Yeah. Or something that we really like. to, like, not be okay. Yeah. And I needed yeah. to talk... And social media, you know, was beautiful for me as part of my healing journey. And I think some of the things that came out of it the most... There are people that were like, oh my goodness, you shared too much. And I was like, thank you. I honor you. I'm glad that, that wouldn't have been you, but for me, that's how I am. I always have been. Mm-hmm. I've always shared on social media, whether before I did my business or not, I did. And it's been a healing process because of messages too, like yours, Jacqueline, that you shared, because my healing is helping other women heal and it's yeah. making me heal. When you heal, I feel that. Yeah. It's energetically vibing 100%. back to me and giving people permission to say, guys, if your morning routine's not working, pivot. Like I had to move out of my one morning nook I love because it wasn't working for me anymore. I had to go to a different spot in my house because I couldn't physically sit in the chair Mm -hmm. that I sat in before the heart attack. And I didn't know that until like five days ago. Really? Yes. I was like, why am I so distracted? And all I would do in the morning was work. I would work instead Mm. of doing my morning routine. And I was like- In that space? Yes. So I was like, this isn't my sacred space anymore. I'm not getting clear on my intentions. I'm not visioning my future because I was just like, I can't. I'm paralyzed. I'm going to work. I'm going to work. I'm going to respond to messages. I'm going to. So well, the last like, week has been amazing because yeah. I'm not sitting in yeah. that chair anymore. So I don't know if that's helpful, but it's like well, you this moving out of that environment has yeah. helped me. It's sure. helpful that you sat to recognize it. Mm-hmm. So you've had the training or whatever you've done to be able to sit to recognize that. Because so mm-hmm. a lot of people would just flow through mm-hmm. and flow through life and be like, well, this is the new normal. I mm-hmm. am going to work in this space in the mornings all the time. Well, yeah. and it sounds like, right, like, like you have really um, embodied grace for yourself mm-hmm. in knowing. And... I wonder if that, you know, I can't help but think, does that come from your previous, your previous traumas that has allowed you Mm -hmm. post heart attack to give yourself the grace Mm -hmm. that you need? Because I know when we go through stuff the first time, it's like, yeah, I don't have much grace. Mm -hmm. And then slowly learning to give yourself the grace and the freedom to feel and feel good and not feel good and be okay not feeling good mm-hmm. some days because there are days where you feel like shit and yeah. that's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, and you say this and it's something you taught me. Um, like all your feelings, like they're information. Mm. Data. Data. Right? I know. I saw I saw your story. I'm it's your story today. It's the minute I can, I'm getting a tattoo that like, says data. And, and it's, I, I, re- I'm, I think I read it in a book after I heard you say Did it. Did you? Yeah. Yes. Because I thought it was so it interesting you know, to reflect and, and it's something I did where like when I had time alone, I would sit and be like, what do I feel? Mm. It's something meditation also helps with too, right? Because they like, they they really help you if you do a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong enough to do an unguided meditation. Me neither. I <laughs> they have to be guided. Seriously. <laughs> I would be like doing 95 other things, but the meditation helped me to learn to reflect on what I feel and why I feel what I feel. 
Um, but the data that comes from knowing you're not okay is, I think, super rich. Mm-hmm. Super rich. And, and I think it's important for everyone to hear that. That <laughs> don't fake your feelings. No. Yeah. Like, it's okay to take a minute. And, you know, I've really had to do that even with my daughter, who she hasn't gone to therapy. And my therapist said this. She said, Kim, in an email, so I have it written. I can reread it every now and then because I need to. Yeah. She said, Kim, don't you put PTSD on your daughter or your son mm. because their dad is here alive and well. Number two, they saw their mama save their daddy. Number three, he's here. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It'd be different if he was not here, but yeah. you can't just assume trauma on your daughter and that was powerful for me because Colby didn't really see what happened so for Tessa it was just interesting so that's helped me because you know the care piece of her psychological well-being I think would have been another layer having to handle her but she's been great and strong Um, well and and she comes from you and Jamie right whereas you might look at her through the lens of you. Yes. Right? And like how you be... grew up. Yes. And the mom right. relationship and the dad That's relationship and all of that. that. Yeah. So it's like she's coming at this completely whole. Yeah. Right. Right? Think about that. I've never thought about that. Oh my goodness. Never. Like I just like think about her and, I, and she's just probably like, my mom's really fucking strong yeah. and my dad is healthy. Like how great is that? <laughs> he survived the dead. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's interesting. Right, we yeah. talk about this all the time with like parent mm. relationships that like, and, and it's something I learned that I had to do for my partner. And, and then I've also had to condition everybody around him to do for him. Mm. He, or your person in trauma, or your person adjacent to it in whatever relation they are, needs to be loved the way they need to be loved, Mm -hmm. not the way you want to love them. And I think the same is true for how you approach this with the kids. It seems, based on your experience, Mm -hmm. that like she just needed you to be there. Mm -hmm. She needed whatever she needed from you Mm -hmm. instead of what you felt like maybe she needed because you're her mama and you know Mm -hmm. best. Well, and also she came to the experience and comes out of the experience with, um, like she came to the experience with different emotions, right? Like you said, she's whole. Because she learned from you guys and she's probably been taught emotional health and resiliency Mm -hmm. and power and all of this stuff from you guys that she came into it different than you did because of your experiences from childhood. Right. Right? I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. I can't wait to give her a hug. Like, (laughs) you're so strong. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's powerful. And I, and then I, that's so amazing. And I, I'm excited about the work you're going to do for so many women because I think, you know, as strong as I am, that's comforting to me that you just recognize that. And that's something I can't see as a, as a, person that's living with and recovering from a lot. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. think that that's going to be, that's going to be so powerful in the work you two are going to do because oh, we need to hear you. that. I needed to hear that tonight. That's awesome. And it's like, you know, there's, you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And you're right. You live this life through the lens you have, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I think it's so important talking and 100%. being vulnerable and sharing and, 
being an open book because mm-hmm. if you keep that inside, it's just going to eat oh, you up. So dangerous. Well, and we always say like we use each other to give our dark parts of our like heads and hearts light because as soon as we talk the darkness, well, that brings light to it. It's mm-hmm. not as dark. It doesn't feel as heavy. It doesn't feel as scary, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's so much you can, you can navigate when you do it with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? It's why therapy is so powerful. Right. But, they, you know, I, I think that, like, therapy and friendship have to go in tandem. Right. And community. And we community, right? But, that, that, but community is that extension of friendship, yeah. right? And, and what's interesting is that community is the friendship that you choose. Mm. Whereas, you know, like, and I don't know about you, but, like, we have both had major conversations, Jackie and I, about, like, how when these things happen for us, you know, our friendships changed. Mm. There were a lot of people who couldn't be what we needed. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people who just couldn't understand. Yes. Couldn't understand that you just, you don't just like pick back up and move on. Mm -hmm. Or couldn't understand that like, like I, I didn't know that it was a trauma Mm -hmm. in my life until my doctor told me six months Mm -hmm. later. And so I just thought that I was like, you know, like. Like, we're in a tough season, right? Like, it's a hard time, right? Like, all those words. And now I hate those words yes. because they're so triggering for me, yeah. you know, to, to fake this, this like, laissez-faire, undefined chaos that you're living in. Right. And things like that need definitions. They, mm-hmm. need, they need understanding. They need words to describe them. And I think that that's something that we both really believe in, you know, is, like, learning and educating and, and experiencing these things help to give definitions to feelings that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. And when you can define those feelings, you can share those feelings with other people. People can reflect on their own, whether those feelings mm-hmm. apply to them. And that is how in your community, you start to build healing hearts together. Right. Cause a lot of it happens inside you. It's yeah. like an iceberg, right? Like this was something my, my somebody that one of my therapists actually recommended to me when I dealt with my with my husband mm-hmm. was like if he's saying what he's saying to you out loud imagine that that is the tip of the iceberg and 99% of what's happening is happening inside his head mm. and that helped give me a lot of context for my friendships myself in relation to my friendships because mm-hmm. you don't show up the same because you can't talk about the weather yeah. <laughs> after something like this happens, right? So true. Like, oh I, after God. this happened for us, I'll tell you, like, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, I don't do light conversations anymore. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just don't do them because I don't know how. And it's because I can't live in the world where this didn't happen. I totally yeah. agree with you. I yeah. know. Oh, my well, gosh. And it sounds like the a lot of the resiliency that um, you kind of exhibited through, let's just say, trauma number two, October 26th, Seventh, you learned and you did your own healing and learning from the beginning part and can you tell us a little bit or talk to a little bit about how the initial feelings and emotions that you were dealing with post October 27th and where you are kind of today in relation to that so I know a lot of people in trauma, correct me if I'm wrong, start to feel anger and resentment and things like that. And you have the beautiful language of that it happened for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other things that go around with fear, moving from yeah, your, like your, your spot and things like that. Yeah. Like, where are you emotionally in, ter- in today in terms? 
I think I'm still really, I, I, poor Jamie, like he didn't answer the phone this morning while I, and I was working out and I'm like, oh, oh my God. And I called him twice. He's like, I was sleeping. I'm like, yeah, fair. sorry. Yeah. Hmm. I love you. <laughs> or like. Just take oh, a deep breath for me on the phone. Yeah, Let me just hear just you. Just a big, you know, yeah. or he's the cutest because I'll be like, Jamie. He's like, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. Like he'll never uh, not respond. Yeah. And the kids now are like, you good, dad? You good? Mom, you good? Okay, we good? Wow. And that's powerful. Um, so that hasn't really gotten better. But I would say that we are really, Jamie, for actually, it's it's been interesting because I think my healing's come a long way. And I think he's just starting his. <laughs> Literally, I like. I want to say I feel like that's. I don't want a blanket statement all male female relationships, but I want to say that that's fairly common in terms of our. Oh really? Emotional Both of our healing, right? So yes. <laughs> oh my god! It's like we do. We do the work. We do the hard yeah. stuff. We do the hard healing and talking and learning and educating ourselves, and then we're like. Okay, you ready to join me? Or like, when do you start? <laughs> Look over the shoulder. Yeah. Like, Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's okay, about that's it. interesting. Yeah, that's there. there. Yeah. We're there. So yeah. that's, I'm proud of him. So he's figuring that out. And, you know, and that's, I loved what you just said, Jacqueline, because I think that I needed to hear that also, that reminder of just loving him where he's at. I've been trying to say that, but, you know, no judgment, you know. Which and, is and, hard. hard. Yeah. Which is very hard. Even though you love him, like, you because you are further along in this journey of healing, mm-hmm. you're looking at things that are, that he's doing or that are happening in his space and probably thinking like, if you would just listen to me, I have the answer. Like yeah. you don't need to struggle and search for it. I have it. Or go talk to someone else because yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. I, I want him to go find someone yeah. that is great for his soul and he can, he, and we've just had the coolest conversations. Like, and, and I, we didn't have those before the heart attack. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I just feel like... I heard I heard on a Michelle Obama Agreed. podcast the other day. It was this one of her girlfriends she was talking Is with. Is she sponsoring us? Or? No. Gosh. Imagine. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> Michelle Obama. Um, <laughs> former first lady. So, no, but... In this episode, she said something that I thought was so incredible, and I've thought about it so much, and I've even talked to you about it, and she said, we shouldn't be searching for our new normal. Mm. We should be searching for better. Mm. Yes. And I don't like the idea of new normal, because I'll tell you, just like you, I don't want the marriage I had before this no, happened to me. Yeah. No, I don't want the kind of marriage like... where we never talk about anything. No. Yeah, right? No. And so new normal I try really hard to avoid that because it's also really tied up in a global I pandemic love that that isn't you know that isn't where Can I want to spend my for me, please? <laughs> which one sorry write that down no like we're not searching <laughs> for new normal we're not searching for new normal we're searching for better I love that and and it's because we are better because of these things if we believe that things happen for us and not to us you know yeah. a, a Kim Fitzpatrick lesson that Jackie and I are yeah. really trying to 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 lean into that helps me not to look at how how we get back to where we were Mm -hmm. but how to find a new path Mm -hmm. that suits us better i love that 
Um, okay, listen. It's, what were you going to say? Like, so many things. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> She's taking ferocious notes over there. <laughs> well, like, honestly, okay, I know we'll probably need another episode to talk about the whole kids stuff because, like, I, I want to engage with you about how conversations with your children yeah. change before this, after this, in relation to the trauma, how you navigated that. Also, yeah. the fact that we all just connected on the fact that, like, life before this, while it was great... It's, we are all better now because of it, even in our partnerships, individually, our relationships. Like, I could not agree more that, like, conversations I have with my partner now are just, like, they, they light me up. Like, I've never been lit up before, and it's all because of what happened. So that we are here now talking about all this amazing stuff and where our life is going and holding hands on that path. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, craziness. Yeah. I'm I'm curious about like how conversations with your kids have changed. Have they? They they've been good. I mean, Colby's eleven, Tess is nine, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I feel like they haven't necessarily changed so much as they're just more we're just more present. We're all just a lot more present with each other. And I think they feel really safe and I think they feel really secure. And they don't seem scared. Like, Isn't and incredible? I'm trying to not make them be scared because I'm yeah. so damn scared. So I'm having to check myself being like, yeah. keep it together, sister. <laughs> don't, don't fuck your kids up. <laughs> hey, we're all going to fuck our kids up. It doesn't matter what we do. Yeah. Oh and I, I, don't you put that on them. So, so but, but hold on. Let's take a second to yeah. acknowledge that you today, a mom of young people, has recognized and acknowledged that you want to work hard not to put those things on them. Yes. Like that, I'm not even a mom, and I know that that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, give yourself a second. Like, sit with that. We've really, we've really gotten close. And I will say, too, it's like, I feel, for me, the pandemic, like, I'm just understanding the good parts of it today like we're closer now but not because of what happened in because I think it was a blur for me I was in such a fog of trauma Mm -hmm. that I don't I worked until a lot of the time oh I worked all through COVID yeah I just poured myself into work I could work from home I could double my I could double it I was like I was in health and wellness and everyone oh my god everybody needed needed it and I was like I am here (laughs) <laughs> to save the day, right? And it was fine. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, sister, like all your travel, like, and we used to travel so much with our business. It's all been halted. Like, yeah. like, you know, talk about the Bora Bora trip Iron was gone. Oh. gone. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm cool with this. And I'm good with it though. Like, I think mm, that's cool. the, there's where I see that peace. It'll yeah. come. It'll come. And that's peace. It's better. It's yeah. that cool thing, and that's interesting. I was listening to Gabby Bernstein, um, Super Attractor. I've been mm-hmm. binge listening to that, and that's exactly what she said. She said, be open when you're asking for things from the universe to not just say just this or something better. Mm. And that's how I'm really looking at everything that's been, I'm air quoting here, canceled, is that or and or, you know, even if it's just the relationship with my kids or the stuff we're looking forward to to going on a tr- little mini trip next week, uh, it's better. Yeah. It's better than being away from them. It's better than... So I think to answer your original question, I went so far off of it. The conversations are just more open. 
they're more honest, uh, they're good. My trust in them is what's better. Hmm. Instead of me trying to micromanage hmm. their or expect something from them, I'm just meeting them where they're at. And I'm trusting cool. them when they say they're good. I'm trusting them. And child. they need that. Yeah. They need yeah. to be trusted when they're good. Mm-hmm. So it's changed a little bit the way you parent. It's made you better? Yeah. 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 Just, I mean, I always want to be a better parent. I didn't have parents, an example for me that I have to my level of mm-hmm. how I want to parent. Um, mm-hmm. So this has just reminded me I have one shot. Yeah. And I'm going to be the one that's dead one day. And it reminds me that my mama died when she was 32 years of age. She didn't get all this. Yeah. She didn't get all this. So I better be damn sure that I'm the best mom, that I'm the best grandma Mm -hmm. that my kids have because they don't have that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they do in some other forms, but not, not the way that they need it from the maternal side. So I'm excited for this experience I I talk a lot about this assignment I feel like I'm on this assignment of life and I'm here for it I love that Mm -hmm. cool I love that I wanted to ask you one more question but I feel like that's where we need to end it I think that's perfect (laughs) I I we we say this when we talk about people who have shared with us um and I hope that this doesn't sound crazy but like I'm really proud of you Mm mm-hmm for showing up and for sharing everything that you have. And for what it's worth, I think that you are an incredible human being. And I can't wait to watch you because we're so lucky we have the opportunity to watch you continue to grow on your social channel. So tell everybody where they can find you so that everybody can connect. Yes, you can find me at, at Kim underscore M underscore Fitzpatrick. And you can find me also over at Legacy by Kim which is our headband line, which is dedicated to my mama, Carol. Um, and you can also find me at www.jamieandkimfitzpatrickfitness.com. Amazing. Go follow. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like I need to say that I'll put this in the show notes, but like, I don't really know where the show notes are okay. or where we'll they fi- go we'll yet, but you know, it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get you there. Yeah. We'll make sure it's all written down somewhere so that you can connect with her in all the ways humanly possible. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was an honor to have you. It was so, it was therapeutic. Thank you, ladies. I'm so excited for you and what's to come. So are we. Yeah. It's (laughs) going to be a journey. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to come along for the ride. It's always better when we do it together. So subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Instagram, and check out our website, all places you can go to learn more.